So today we have a Gavaldiga Sugya, beautiful Sugya, an important Sugya, which I have been delaying. Uh, those of you that have noticed, I've asked uh, many of these questions in the past, and I really want to get to it, Pe'ez HaShem, today, as much as I possibly can. Although I see, you know, Torah is mamish like a yam, the more you go in, the deeper you find that it is, it's incredible. And this is no difference. I do want to add... I thought he was going to join us today on the share, but I guess he didn't, maybe he didn't get the link, or maybe the link didn't go through. But I did get a phone call uh, last night from a fellow, an old, a bit of an older fellow, uh, you know, married with kids and grandchildren, a very respectable fellow, a working guy, regular, normal working guy. So he told me that he uh, started listening to the show on Kibber of Aim, and he likes them very much, but he says, you know, now generation, they just don't get it. I said, what do you mean? He said, no, they just don't get it. He said, you know, you're talking about standing and sitting in the seat and this, that and the other. He says to me, my father died about, uh, I don't remember exactly, I think around 15 years ago. He said, I wouldn't dare to sit in his seat. I'll be a locker, it's allowed, right? But I would never dare to sit in his seat. This, this was my father's seat. He said, and this was the, wasn't he said, he said, and he said, like, he's not a guy, guy, he's not like some big rov, some big tzaddik, he's a chosh of a guy. I try, I respect him very, very much. But Lemaisa, the way he said it to me is something, he's like, people just don't get it. Like, they just don't get it. Their kids wouldn't have that sort of respect that they have in, 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 like, they had in those days, which wasn't, you know, an unbelievable thing. It was just normal. Like, who dared to sit on their father's seat? So, you know, that's an important idea. Just remember that we've come to the stage where we're so, like, diluted from these halachas. They don't even, like, seriously? Come on. So, I want to go to today now one of the very, very important sugars in Kibbutz of Aim. It could be that we'll only have time just to do this Shaila today. And I really want to, uh, and I really want to discuss this Shaila. And this was a Shaila that I'll mention a couple of ideas and then we'll talk about the Makar. What happens if your father doesn't want you to do something? He doesn't want you to act in a certain way. He doesn't want you to do a certain thing. He doesn't want you to go to a certain place. Whatever it may be. We mentioned some of the Shailas in the past. For example, uh, we mentioned uh, growing a beard. For example, uh, I, know, I know we discussed yesterday a little bit of Cholavakum. Uh, these sorts of things. Let's say we mentioned also getting drunk on Purim, uh, smoking. You know, there could be so many different things. And the question is, do we have to listen to our parents? And that's a very intrinsic question that is Nagaya in many, many different ways. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak about the Makar. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get to as many examples as I can possibly find in the Gedole Poiskim with how they deal with this question. And we will see that there are different ways of looking at it. And once we've done that, you know, either we could take personal questions or you guys could sort of figure out on your own, based on what we're saying, you'll pretty much be able to answer most of the questions. And I've always said this many times, you guys have been by my show and Baruch Hashem. I always say that the point of these Allah Hashem are not for me to tell you, this is Muta, this is Asa, this is Muta, and this is Asa. Although I could do that. But A, it's a little bit boring. But more than that, what's going to happen in your life when you close the computer and you close the phone and you close the share and something comes up when you can't get hold of me on Shabbos or whatever it may be and you don't know what to do? So the, the real function of these Shi'urim in general, whether we're doing Hilchus Kibbutz or we're doing Hilchus Shabbos, is to give you enough of the Klolim, enough of the general rules so that in a situation when something comes up, that's not exactly... So obviously you need a rov, you need that story, you have to ask a shayla very, very often. But often you can figure it out based on the klolim that we've said and spoken at in the she. You can figure out your own. I'll tell you one maisa shahaya, and then we'll start. This is a maisa shahaya that somebody asked me, I'm going back possibly 10 years, possibly 10 years ago. 
fellow calls me up, he says to me, I didn't call me up, I'm sorry, I taught him in yeshiva. And he says to me a very interesting thing. He says that his father is blind. His father can't see. And he needs to walk his father to shul every single day, and especially on Shabbos. His father can't get there without him, and whatever it may be. He needs, he's the only son, he's the oldest son, the other kids are young. He needs to guide his father to shul. He has a problem. What's the problem? The problem is that the shul that his father dovens in talks, schmoozes, jokes around. The, the, the minion is a joke, a total joke. This boy was more of a bentoira. He wanted to go to a, a minion where they take davening seriously, where they, uh, you know, they don't talk, where they create a Torah, they do it properly, you know, they do. He said, but, but what am I meant to do? I can't do both. There's no way I can daven and then take my father or the other way around. It's all at the same time. There's only one minion. He didn't live in, you know, as far as I remember, he lived in some hick town in the middle of a who knows where. And uh, he didn't know what to do. On one hand, he's got the Chiv of Kibber of Aim, which is very, very harsh of his father's relying on him to take him to shul. On the other hand, he wants to daven in a decent minion and go to a normal shul. So which one wins? My personal avoidas Hashem or the Kibber of Aim that I do for my father? Right? Very, very important question. Baruch Hashem, it's not negated to any of us. But the question in itself poses to us something which is a very, very important concept which Be'ez Hashem will try to get to. So, We'll start with the sugya, because like we always do, we try to get from the makar and go all the way down. Where is the makar that when a father tells you to do something wrong, if you yes have to listen or not have to listen? There's a Gemara in Baba Metziah. The Gemara in Baba Metziah, Daflamid Beis Omid Aleph, says like this. I'm not going to quote you the whole Lasha, but I'll just go through the Gemara in a very short way. The Gemara says, if there is an Aveda, we all know that if a person sees a lost item somewhere, he has a chiv min ha to take the item and return it to the correct owner if it's got the right simonim. If he pretends that it's not there, and he says, you know, it's not there, he ignores it, he looks away from it, so he's over on anissa. So you've got to deal with it. So there's an Aveda in a base hakvoris, says the Gemara. So he's a coin. He's not allowed to go into the Beisach Kvaris, even though there's a chiyah for him to go and pick up the lost wallet and return it to the owner, but he's a coin, and going into Beisach Kvaris for a coin, as we know, is forbidden. If that's the case, that, that's the halacha. Says the Gemara, If your father says to you, could you please go in the Beisach Kvaris? Now, he's also a coin, obviously, right? That's how you became a coin. But he's not asking, he's not going himself. He's telling you to go, which makes yourself Tommy, and you're not allowed to do that. So the Gemara says, you don't have to listen to him. Or, in another case, let's say you're not a coin, and there's an Aveda there, and, um, and you're saying, you're like, ooh, let me go take it, return it. Your father says, not now, not now, we're busy, we're walking, I can't, got time right now to start doing Avedas, leave it alone. Are you meant to listen to him? Or the Torah says something. So the Gemara says, you don't have to listen to him. Where do we learn that from? And we'll see in Kedushim, we'll, we'll come up to a similar limit as well. Where do we learn that from? We learn it from a posuk in the Torah that we just had, in Parashas Kedushim. Ish imoi va'oviv tiro ve'shabsoisai tishmoyu ani Hashem. That a person, an ish, which the Gemara says mean, as we learn in the Gemara in Kedushim, Daflamad, it tells us ish means man and woman, has to fear both his mother and his father, and they should keep Shabbos because I'm Hashem. What's the Pshat? What's the Torah telling us? The Torah is telling us, you have to fear your parents, keep Shabbos, I'm Hashem. What's the connection? Like when we learn Perkyavis, right? We try to figure out the connection between one part of the Mishnah and the other part of the Mishnah. What is the connection of the two parts of the Pshukim? The obvious answer is, 
that even the, your parents have to keep Shabbos. So if your parents come along to you and they say to you, my dear darling Yankala, please go along and be Machal Shabbos. So you say no. What's the reason? Says the Gemara, Kula, Kulchem, Lashna Gemara, Kulchem, Chayovin, Bichvoidi. All of you, mother, father, son, or daughter, are all Chayiv in my covet. And therefore, says the Gemara, just like, for example, we did this yesterday, we said that if your father and your mother ask you to do something, and you cannot do both together, you need to choose one right now. Which one do you choose? Your father, because your mother has a Chayiv to your father. Good. If that's the case, this this applies on a higher level. That means, if the Rabbonah Shalolam and his Torah said, don't do something, and one of your parents say, do it, you don't have to listen. Because even your parent, who tells you to do it, also has to listen to the Rabbonah Shalolam. And therefore, as the Quran says, Kulchem Chayovin Bechvoidi. And that is the chat in the Posse. If you look at Rashi over there, I'm not going to go into it now. That's what it is, and that's how it is. So therefore... Therefore, that is the Gabi, uh, that, that's the Gabi, uh, Shabbos, for example. Shabbos, as we know, is Doicha, the mitzvah kibbutz of. That means anything, and again, I've got a very interesting shayla, which we'll get to when we go through some of the examples about this. But in a regular situation, if your parents ask you Mechal Shabbos, you absolutely do not have to listen. So, okay, that's Shabbos. Because the Torah talks about Shabbos in the same posture as kibbutz of aim. But how do we know, and from where do we know, or maybe it's not possible, that any other mitzvah, who, maybe it's only talking about Shabbos, what about a Chumrah? What about a Midas Chasidus? What about a Minhag? What about something which isn't as Chumrah as Shabbos, which is Chayiv Skila, Chayiv Chatos? Maybe something else. So without going bogged too much down in the Svarim, just to give a couple of Maramakomis for you guys that are writing, there's a Vilna going in the Bia Hagra, in Seven Reish Mem, Sikotn Chavvav, where he brings, and not only that, there's a Ton of Yo and Peret Chav Zayin, that he says, the Lashon Tonis Velo is very, very beautiful. He says, Afilu, Omale Oviv Aval Echos Mikol Hamitzvois, Hamuris Betoira, Havi Oime, Al Hakol, Yishmoloi Chutz, Malaveira, the Gezel, the Dove, Machol, the Kachlev, Akoni, and Bizzi, the Choli. Says the Tonis Velo, this is basically Alio Anovi talking, the Vilnagoim brings that Lalocha in Beagro over here in Yerodea, Seven Rich Mem, that any Aveira. Any mafurish aver in the Torah, you do not have to listen to your parents, because once again, your parents also have a chiv to listen as well. So, okay, so from here we have a makar, that not only that which the Possek was talking about, the Hainu Shmirish Shabbos, is included in not listening to your parents, but anything will be included in that, right? Any mitzvah in the Torah. Um, okay, Gewaldik. Now let's move on, right? Okay, so that's pretty posh, right? In other words, your parents ask you to do something you know is Asa, you know is Bishal on Shabbos, you know is Boira on Shabbos. You know, for example, your father says to you, you know, do me a favor, your seven-year-old daughter, your seven-year-old sister is struggling, you know, to cut her piece of meat. Will you do me a favor? She doesn't like the fat. Could you take off the fat for her? Very simple, simple request. That's all he asks. Take off the fat. Separate the fat from the meat. That's Boira Doraisa. You're not allowed to do that. Right? You don't have to listen to them. Now, obviously in such a way, you could do it in a way that's mutter. For example, you could take the meat away from the fat, which obviously would be mutter. And there's always the way to get out of any of the shies we're going to discuss today. If you could do it, but often, in a way, that doesn't give them the bizarre, it doesn't make them upset, and it's not chutzpadik, with derech eretz, in a correct way. Obviously, that's the correct way to do it, and then you have a chiv to do it in that way. But we're talking about a situation where you have no other option, and your parents say to you, do something, and you know it's osa isa, you know clearly it's that way, not it's a machoikis, not someone's machme, it's vada daraisa, you don't have to listen to them. Now, let's move on to the next darga. The next darga is, what about a durabonon? 
or, as is mo- most gay in most of our questions, where our parents are generally not going to be asking us to be over an Issa de Rabbonon, unless it's Poshet Amaratzas, which it could be. In other words, it could be just sometimes our parents just don't know. You know, Baruch Hashem, we have the schos of being in a yeshiva, where by us, halacha is serious, we take it seriously, and Baruch Hashem, we cover a lot of ground. Not everyone is like What can I tell you? I, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear from people. In fact, I think it was... Last week, when I was speaking to a father in Lakewood of one of the, of one of the fathers that wants to send their son, so his father's a, a Rebbe, whatever. So when I told him a lot about the yeshiva, he says to me, where were you 30, 40 years ago when I was in yeshiva and I needed a yeshiva like this? Some people say that about the halacha and the shkofa. Some people say that about the, uh, the workout room and the ping pong table and the pool table. You know, where were you when I needed yeshiva? But anyway, the point is that Baruch Hashem, we take halacha seriously, so we know, but not everybody does. And therefore, it could be just pure miraculous. They don't know. And if you tell them in the right way, they'll say, Oh, I never knew that. Really? You're not allowed to do that? Okay, no problem. Fine. Thank you for letting me know. Okay. But now we're talking about a situation where that's not the case. So there's a Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchus Mamorim Perikvav Alacha Yudbei says, and I quote, Mi sha'oma lo'yoviv la'ava al divrei Torah afilu shel divreyem. Here's the first time we have from a Rambam, clearly, that even if it's not a Doraisa, even though the Posik was dealing with a Doraisa, and we saw it from the Torah Velio was dealing with a Doraisa, which the Be'er Gra brought, but even if it's an Issa Midrabonon, says the Rambam, you don't have to listen to them. Shenema ish and that's how the Rambam learns it, not only by the Doraisa, but also by the Rabbonon. Says the Kesef Mishnah, over there, that from there we see the reason is, Kol Mili, I'll quote you the Loshan, and he brings the Gemara in Brochus, your Testament base, to Kol Mili, the Rabbonon, we know the Gemara in Brochus, that your test tells us, that every Rabbonon, is Be'etzim a Doraisa. So it's not it's a Doraisa. Really, it's a Doraisa. So therefore, says the Kesset Mishnah, why the Rambam included every Doraisa in what he said, is because every Doraisa is a Doraisa. Beautiful. Okay. The Beis Yosef, and again, I'm, I'm going a little bit, uh, a little bit more, I guess, in than I normally would have done, but I, I, there's two reasons for that. A, Zoom allows us to have a mute button, which is Kavaldik, so you guys are listening. But there, I think the main reason is because I really want I want people to understand these halachas more, more in depth than just muta asa, muta asa, muta asa, especially because these are things that, you know, we need a certain sensitivity for and we need to de-dilute ourselves from the dilution of where, you know, uh, 2020 has put us in kibbutz of aim and everything that comes together with that. So it's important to understand the Bukhari's. The Beis Yosef, over here in Rish, Rish Mem, brings another reason. And he says that, uh, Interesting. So here's a new chat. He wants to learn the reason why you're not allowed to listen to your father or mother when they tell you to do something. That's also is because I was covered of the Rabbani Shalom and therefore it's covered to your father. Right? Now there's enough gemina for those that you are listening. The difference between the two reasons. And, and that would be a Midas Hasidus. What if you want to take upon something that's a Midas Hasidus? You don't have to. Growing a beard. There's no, there's no way, nowhere does it say that you have to grow a beard. La halacha. Al pi Hasidus, al pi Zaya. There's, there's plenty of what's going on. I'm not talking about using a razor or using a shaver. That's also, obviously that's also. But I'm talking about a case where you could do it better. But you decide to grow a beard. It's a nice thing to do. It's a, it's a harsh of a thing to do. I don't want to put it down. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But it's not a chiv and it's not a mitzvah. It's a Midas Hasidus. So I want to do that. That will be the nafkamina between the two reasons. 
According to the first reason, there would be a mitzvah to listen to them. And the reason would be is because there's no Isser over here. The whole first reason that we gave was because there's a Pasuk in the Torah. Or there's a Durabonon that you're being over on. So then you, you don't have to listen to them. But in the case where there is no Pasuk in the Torah, and there's no Durabonon, growing a beard, what's the problem? What's the problem? You have to listen to them. They don't need to grow a beard, so shave it off right now. According to the second reason, that's the base Yosef now, that we said. We said, what was the second reason? The second reason was I was covered. So if it's as covered of the Rabbani Shalom, that's where it starts, then I don't have to listen to them, because the Rabbani Shalom is not missing any covered. Right? We have a question. I, I prefer it if you write it down. Is that possible? Shaps, is that possible? You could type it in? No? Okay, well, undo you for a second. Go for it. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know, I don't know how to... Go for it, go for it. What's the question? Not too much, because I've got a lot to do today. I don't know, it's a quick thing. But isn't it a machaikis in the Gemara and if, what's it called... If a derisa der- is... That's correct. That's correct. It is a machlokis. It is a and, and it has ramifications that are not negated to this. But for our intents and purposes, and most Durabonans are considered to be a derisa because the Rabboni Shalom says in the Torah, you've got to listen to the rabbis. Okay? Now, as I said, I, I would love to stop for more questions. That's before you write them down. This way I can read them at the same time as... as, as um, as whatever, as I'm saying, but I'd rather take questions at the end, because there's just so much to go for, and there's a bunch of guys in about 15, 20, 50, 18 minutes that need to go to Rabbi Gelashir. So, Rabbi Sai, this is where we're holding. I hope you guys are with me right now. We've got a lot of interesting and Gavaldiga cases to discuss. Um, before we move on to the examples, I want to tell you something I found in the Debits in the Rav, the Ben Moshe, Chelikalif, Simlesamachalif, Ois, base. He says an interesting thing. He says that if the son wants to do some Midas Hasidus, and there's a Makor in Shas and Shulchan Aruch for such a thing, then, um, then he doesn't have to listen to his parents because he has a Makor. But if he's doing a Midas Hasidus, that there's no Makor for it. He's just decided, I want to do this. There's no Makor for it, but I want to do it anyway. Right? People do all these things all the time. People take on Chumras. Right? With Stamas, there's a whole Sugibah from the I'm sure all of us are familiar with the Orachayim HaKadosh, right? The Orachayim HaKadosh, the Heilig Orachayim HaKadosh. So the Orachayim HaKadosh writes, in Parshas Buchu Koisai, right? In Buchu Koisai Teleichu, says the Orachayim HaKadosh. How many Pshatim, guys? Come on, you guys know this then. How many Pshatim does the Orachayim HaKadosh bring on the Pasuk, on the words? Im Buchu Koisai Teleichu. Three words. How many Pshatim? Come on, guys. Type it in. I'm looking. Uh, no. 42. 42 Pshatim. Okay? So I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with all of them. I'll just tell you one of them. It's Perish Hay. Number five. In explanation number five, the Arachayim HaKadosh brings on, on Parshas Imbuchu Gazaite Lechu, he says, before you take on Chumras, do Me'ikadim. That's a big insight, Samasai. You know, people are running to Chumras and Chumras and Machmeim and Minhagim and all these things. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill out, man. First, do Ikahadin. Do what you need to do. Do the halacha that's written in Shulchan Aruch, Mishtapura, Kafachaim, or Shulchan, Shulchan Aruch, Harav. You know, Pasha, these are all these farm. Before you come on to Chumras. But anyway, that's how the debits in the Rav and Ben Moshe writes. The gather is, it all depends on the Makar that you have. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to go through a bunch of different examples, and we're going to go in different directions to understand this. Before I do that, I want to tell you a couple of stories, because stories are very, very important. Um, and again, right now we are discussing, I want to make this very clear. We are not discussing a Pasuk in the Torah. 
We are not discussing a Durabonon. If your parents ask you to do something that is clearly Osa or clearly Osa Medurabonon, you do not have to listen to them. No Shaila. Now, again, do it both in covered. Tell them in a nice way. I think I learned differently. I think my Rebbe holds not that way. Or I think it says in the Torah this way. Say it in a nice way with their Echeret. Or, like we said in the case of the Boira case, do it in a way that's Mota. Even if they ask you to do it in an Osa way, they say to you, for example, do me a favor, Yankala. Wipe the baby. The baby just made. Can I know her? What went on over there? Do me a favor. Take the baby wipes and off you go. So you, Baruch Hashem, you know the halacha is that we don't do such things, right, chaps? And therefore, if that's the case, what do we do? I don't have to say no. I'm not giving you guys the heads. I'm going to get phone calls, hate phone calls and hate mail from some of your parents saying, what on earth are you doing? My son all of a sudden goes, I don't have to listen to you now because I heard in the shit that if it's also, and all of a sudden we're creating a sermon for all things like taking out the garbage because I don't have to do it anymore, right? To be chutzpah to your parents is, is, is stamina over and on, on, on moira over and kibbutz. Serious, serious, serious ramification for someone that does that. But you could do things on open hetter. You don't have to use baby wipes. You could take, like the olden days, how they do it. They took the baby to the sink. They switched on the freezing cold water. And off they went. Beautiful. No one, nobody went harm in such a thing. Or you could do it in another way that I used to do. Is you take the spray, you spritz a couple of times, you wipe it off with tissues. It's fine. It does a good job. My son over here is absolutely fine. Nothing ever happened to him, but he never brought Hashem on a baby wipe in his entire life on Shabbos Kodesh. Anyway. Anyway, I'll upon him. So that's obviously, if it's an Issa Dereis, it's a Drabonon. Poshet, that you should, um, you should have done not to listen there. What we're discussing now is Chumras, and Midas Chasidas, and Minhagim, and extra things. I've got a bunch of examples. But I want to go to things. First of all, I want to have two ways of looking at things. According to many, 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 many poskim, many, many poskim hold that something that has a Makar, something that has a Makar, you do not have to listen to your parents. Right, when there's a real makar for what it is, I'll just give you one example. We'll talk about the beard in a moment in, in more avichas. But let's say, for example, you have no way of shaving off your beard in a, in a mutter oifen. Right, you don't have the one blade. You don't have a shaver that's got a haksha. You're stuck with a razor. You're stuck, there's no way of doing it. Your parents say, shave. Now, you know you're not allowed to do that, right? Now, that's Vade Osa. But even in a case where you're choshish, right, you went through the sugya and you came out with choshish, chashash, whatever it is, or, for example, in a case where there's a no Eruf, or let's say there is an Eruf, and you know that there's a major machoikas about it, right? Your Rav holds it's okay, but you know there are so many other Abonim that hold it's not okay. I want to be machme. So since what you're doing has a makar to it, it's not stam your own chumra, there's a makar for what you're doing. Or, for example, Tfilas Ezra, person goes to Mikvah on Erev Shabbos. His father said, what are you doing? You crazy? We're not Hasidic. Should we go to Mikvah on Erev Shabbos? Well, get out of there. You're not going to Mikvah. Now, there's a real Makar for such things. Whenever there's a Makar for such a thing, many posts can hold. You absolutely um, um, do not have to listen to them. Obviously, done in a correct way, in a in a nice Derech Eretz way. You don't have to listen to them because I've taken on a Pun Chumron upon myself. I've decided I want to uh, I want to grow a beard. I want to grow payas. I want to go to the Mikvah. I want to, whatever it may be. So I'm allowed to do that. I don't have to be machme. I don't have to listen to them, especially when it's not a gear to them anyway. Like, what do they care if I go to mikvah? What do they care? Like, it's not bothering their actual life. However, I do want to tell you, before we get to the examples, of which there's many, I really hope we're going to get to them today. Um, what, what time is it? It's already... Our time is up already now? Can't be. What, what time... Woof! Goodness gracious, I didn't even get to any examples. Hashem Yerachim. Rabbi said, just give me a few more minutes for those guys that are going on to the next year. So, um, many hold that when it comes to a Chumro or a Minag or Midas Chasidus, you absolutely have to listen to your parents, even if there's a Makar. 
So it is a machlokes about it. Where does this come from? So there's a tshuva. Again, for those of you that are writing about these, are kavaldi gemar mekomis and agudas ezav yeridesim and tezvov and the shas tshuvas meshivas nefesh yeridesim and tezayin. He brings a question about a son that was machme in chodosh. I'm sure you guys know there's the Issa of Chodosh and Yashon that applies mainly after Pesach and the days the Torah everybody brings it down to Shiloh whether or not we are doing a Chutzah it's Mishabru about it whatever you go to many bakeries they say we're Machme you know Yashon flour we don't use Chodosh whatever so the son decided he's going to be Machme and his father got very upset not only was he upset but he was worried about his health there weren't that many things to buy there was only uh, chodosh, there was no Yashon flour, and the only the bakery, the bread, and everything that he got was all Chodosh, and the, and the son says, no, thank you very much, I'm being Machmen Chodosh. Now, being Machmen Chodosh has a real Makar. Mr. Brewer brings it down. Now, Loch you're not, you're not allowed to eat it nowadays, in Chutzor, it's whatever, there's a whole Shailu, the post can bet, and should be Machmen, but whatever, there are those who are Mekel. But this Ben, this, this son decided he's gonna be Machmen. But the father was very worried for his health. And he said, I really want you to be Mekel, I don't need to be Machmen. Does he have to listen to it? And all of them Paskin, that the son does not have to listen to the father because it's not Nagaya to the father. It's not Nagaya to the father. Right? Not Nagaya to the father. So they want it so that you learn from there that without that reason that generally you have to listen to your father even though it's a Chumrah. I want to tell you two Gavaldaga stories. One is Rabbi Shlomo Zalman. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman writes in the Seif Alicha Shleiman Tfele Perik Dala the Gavaldaga Zach. He says, I once um, was walking on the street and I saw a father and a son. The father was carrying a big bench to the shul and the son was strolling along, you know, not carrying anything. Rav Shem said he got to the shul. I gave a whole fiery drosha. Here's a son who's machme on the Erev. He's machme. I don't want to carry the Erev, Dad. So I'm not carrying the stool. He says, you're being machme on the Erev, but you're being mekel in kibbud of aim. And you're being mzalzal in the midst of kibbud of aim. So you have to weigh things up. Now again, being machme in the Erev is a beautiful thing. If you don't want to carry in the Erev, the etzim shulchan holds there is no Erev, because of Rosh Hashanah Especially if you don't know exactly who made the Erev, and is it good, whatever it may be. So, there's a good reason for it. But again, if it's a zilzal in kibbud of aim, you've got to be very careful. Another example. Diane Fisher. Diane Fisher once... Um, heard about, I don't know if he saw it himself, but he said he knew about the case of an almona, right, it was a uh, woman that um, didn't want to eat with her mother, with his, with his mother in the sukkah, because he felt that the sukkah wasn't built to feed the sheetahs of the chazanish, it's not built to the chazanish, I, I can't eat with you, I can't eat with you, I can't do such a thing, and he said, Dian Fisher said, for so many years during the Shabbos Shuvah Jurasha, I mentioned this Misa. How, how can you do such a thing? How can you possibly do the thing? Now, there we have many, many other stories as well. I'll give you a couple of them right now. Just because it's so Nagaya, these things. It's mamish, mamish Nagaya. Um, oh, there's so much going on over here. So, I, I'm not sure where we're we holding for time. We're, we're a little bit late for time. That's the truth. Okay, you know what? I, I apologize. We, we seem to have gone a little bit longer than I thought. I thought we'd at least get covered this halacha. Doesn't look like it. We've got a tremendous... Let me just give you some examples of some of the shayas we're going to do tomorrow. This guy, you can have to tune in tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, on time. I'll give you some interesting questions. Your parents say to you, I don't you sleeping in the sukkah. You're going to catch a cold. Please don't sleep in the sukkah. Another example is, you said hamapal. Hamapal. You know Hamapal? Hamapal. Before you go to bed, you say hamapal. You don't speak after us, right? Hello? Anyone? Whatever. So, um, a father, your father speaks to you after Amapel. Huh? What are, you, what, what are you doing? What did the yeshiva teach you? Hello? Not to speak to me anymore? What's going on? He has no idea what's going on. You have to speak to him. Not to speak to him. Your dad says to you, you dare get drunk on Purim. Remember what happened last year, right? Ooh, I'm not having another phone call. From the, no, no, no. No getting drunk this year. You have to listen to him. 
Um, what else? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on over here. A lot of different examples. Oh, this is a Maisa Shahoya, this one. I'll tell you a Maisa Shahoya that was by me. Um, I asked a fellow if he'll come to America with me, collecting money for the yeshiva. And... <laughs> he, he refused to come with me because his father said, I don't want you to come with me. You're not becoming a shnorah. I don't need you shnorahing around money. There's that and the other. Does he have a chiv to listen to him? He actually did listen to him, which was for my disadvantage. But he, he did listen to him. And the question is, did he have to listen to him? And uh, once we come up with the truva, I will write it up and send it to him in a strong fashion. So Be'ez Hashem will come with me next time. But I'll upon him. Uh, those are the examples. There's a lot more to do as well, which Be'ez Hashem we have to get to tomorrow. I apologize, we're over time. But Emit Hashem, tomorrow will continue. Those of you who go to Abigail